Hey everybody, welcome to the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about the delicious, certified, gluten-free breads, bagels, English muffins, and other baked goods that are made right here in Johnstown, Colorado. Canyon Bakehouse's gluten, dairy, nut, and soy-free products make it easy for families to enjoy the taste and texture of fresh bread so everyone can love bread again. Find them at any major grocery store in the freezer or fresh bread aisle, or purchase online and visit canyonglutenfree.com to grab a coupon. On the high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three, it's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores, J.D. Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low. Hornung. Dunk! And here come the students. Leading by 10. Here's Van Pelt. He's at the 5. Touchdown, Colorado State. What's up? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. As always, it's Justin Michael. We're talking CSU Rams. We're talking CSU football. Black Monday. Or maybe not. (laughs) No news regarding Mike Bobo, and I think it's driving the CSU fans absolutely nuts. Absolutely zero confirmation one way or the other. Man, I I really am surprised at this. I, you know, I'm not shocked at the fact that he's not fired because I think we knew all along there was a distinct possibility that he may be back next season. That buyout is just absolutely crazy. And, you know, it's no secret how close Mike and Joe are. They've really, you know, publicly spoken about how they admire each other. And then, you know, money talks more than anything. And when Joe gave mike that extension back in 2017 before the new mexico bowl he basically put all of his confidence in bobo because you know one of the things that a lot of people forget about he didn't actually sign that extension until you know a day or two before the new mexico bowl it was something that had obviously been in the discussions you know for weeks before but you know at that point csu had already lost to wyoming boise state and air force joe could have gone back and renegotiated he didn't or well I guess I I can't say that definitively maybe he did maybe he had an even crazier contract that Bobo would have agreed to and the the one he ended up signing was the negotiated down one not likely but just you know interesting even after CSU ended up blowing their chance to win the conference that year Joe still showed a, a ton of faith in Mike and he ultimately gave him that extension, and now we've seen the last two years of 
well, they've not been pretty. You know, I think the 2019 season was way better than 2018. They showed a ton of improvement. I think some of the stats that are being shared uh, online are a little bit um, deceitful. I don't think they necessarily tell the entire picture, but I, I think anybody that watched this team consistently would agree that the defense was was much improved. There were low moments. You know, they got torched by Colorado, uh, absolutely dominated down in Arkansas. Toledo obviously ran all over them. But in league play, they gave CSU a chance to win and in just about every game, including against Boise State on Friday. But in the end, CSU just not able to make enough plays and ultimately ended up losing by a touchdown again. Third time in five years that CSU's lost to Boise State by seven or fewer points. Uh, second time in a row at home. <laughs> just so brutal if you're a CSU fan. I think it's got to feel like, you know, what do you got to do? Who do you got to, what do you have to sacrifice in order for the football gods to allow CSU to beat Boise State? Because so far it just, it feels just impossible. It's like that dollar on that crappy Geico commercial where it's like, oh, just out of your reach. But, you know, there there were a ton of no-shows. It was a, a freezing game, horrible road conditions. So I don't criticize the fans at all for missing this game. I think it would have been nice to, you know, have a, a nice weather game and allow the seniors to get a proper send-off regardless of how the last couple of years have gone. These these dudes, you know, they commit themselves to the university. They work tirelessly to represent it well and, and to play football every week for you guys. And, you know, so it would have been nice for, you know, guys like Jamal Hicks uh, to get a, a better send-off. But I certainly can't criticize anybody that didn't want to brave the weather and and show up for a game that really had no implications. I mean, it technically had an impact on whether Boise State would ultimately be able to get a New Year's Six Bowl just because, you know, they're kind of coming down to the wire here with some of those schools from the American Conference. But yeah, I, I don't blame the, the people that stayed home at all. Uh, Terry Fry, I think, was talking about that on Twitter. Uh, would have been ludicrous to criticize people. They didn't, you know, they didn't clear the snow. And I think that's what a lot of the jokes were about. They were like, we got this brand new stadium and you don't even have to clear the snow. That's how dejected all the fans were. And, you know, hey, if that's your stance, I think that's probably a fair point. But I guess I would also bring up that there were, you know, 20,000 no-shows at the Broncos game Sunday. And, you know, the roads were much better at that point. It was just as cold. But, you know, those tickets were supposedly uh, paid for and people still didn't show up. So, you know, I, I don't think it's unique to Fort Collins or CSU. I think around the country we've seen it. Uh, you know, people like to show up for warm weather games. They like to show up for rivalry games. They like to show up for teams that are dominant and really winning. But other than that, you know, I just think there's too many other things to do, especially in Fort Collins. But more than anything, this past game just had to do with the weather I'm sure there would have been a lot of no-shows regardless just with the fact that CSU didn't have a chance to make the postseason and obviously Bobo's loudest critics aren't going to show up or maybe they would because they just wanted to yell at him a little bit more, uh, yell at him one more time. It's an empty stadium, so you know that sound really travels. But my point being, I don't criticize the fans. That was a long-winded thing. Don't criticize anybody for not showing up. 
Uh, ultimately, not a lot of take takeaways from this game. Like I said, uh, you know, CSU didn't really have anything to play for. They played hard. Um, you know, Warren Jackson, Trey McBride, they certainly boosted their all-league resumes. I mean, both of these guys are clearly all-conference. Trey McBride, the best tight end of the Mountain West. Not even a question. Warren Jackson, undoubtedly the best wide receiver in the Mountain West. Uh, Warren finishes with 77 catches, 1,119 yards, eight touchdowns, an impressive 14 and a half yards per reception. This guy, just an absolute freak. A great teammate. I love the way he run blocks, just a total complete wide receiver. The work that he has put in over the last three years to not only just improve as an all-around wide receiver, a route runner, a run blocker, uh, it's just really admirable. He's a, a high-character player, a guy who showed up each and every week regardless of you know, how the team was doing. He was a guy who was going to compete no matter what. And you know, Honestly, I think if Warren doesn't get hurt this year, I think they probably beat Toledo because um, I, I think they can get him the ball at the end there. Um, yeah, I think they definitely have a better chance against San Diego State and Utah State as well, uh, particularly Utah State. That game was really just you know, a big play away from from CSU breaking it open, and they just didn't really have any passing offense. So it would have been great to have him for that game, but, you know, he certainly proved himself. He certainly proved that he is an NFL wide receiver. The question now becomes, you know, is he going to declare for the NFL draft early? He has a year of eligibility left, so, you know, we don't know yet, but I, I could really see it going either way at this point. Um, you know, he just... What else does he have to prove? I mean, the catches that he's made, the everything he's done at this point, he's he's certainly put enough on film to show scouts that he's a wide receiver. That combined with, you know, Michael Gallup, B.C. Johnson, Preston Williams, Richard Higgins, all these other former CSU wide receivers going to the league and having relatively immediate success, I think that probably bodes well for Warren. Just, you know, given the... It's a reputation thing. You know, you see it all the time. Teams like to, to draft from schools that they're comfortable with and CSU over the last half decade or so has really developed that reputation, that wide receiver U uh, reputation, and that's that's going to benefit Warren. That said, it's a really really deep wide receiver class, and if he came back and he put up, you know, the same numbers or even improved, maybe had a hundred catch season, which is certainly possible with him. And if you, you know, if Colin Hill would have been healthy all year, I. I can't even imagine the the type of stats that Warren would have put up because those two just had amazing chemistry. And I don't mean that as a shot at Patrick. I think he was capable. I mean, I, it was obvious that he was not Colin Hill and that the offense was, you know, not as dangerous without him. But he he stepped up in a, in a tough situation overall, and I think he deserves a ton of credit for doing so. Uh, especially when things got rocky and they lost a couple of games, it would have been really easy to just kind of, you know, go into a shell and be like, I was the backup. I wasn't even supposed to do this. Uh, screw it. We're just going to, you know, go through the motions. But he was a competitor. He played well. Um, he's he's going to have a chance to compete for the starting gig next year, depending on how things play out. Who's here? Who's the coach? We're obviously going to get into the Mike Bobo discussion more uh, in just a second here. But shout out to Warren Jackson, truly a stud. Whatever whatever he decides to do, I definitely wish him well. Uh, selfishly, I hope that he returns just because I would love to see him in the offense next year. I would love to just have another season of getting to cover him. He's a joy to be around. 
But at the end of the day, you know, I get it. These guys, they have a, a short window in which they can really maximize their earning potential for their skills. And, you know, you got to get that bread, got to get that money. And if he wants to go to the NFL and get paid to do what he's already proven he can do, which is ball out, then all the power to him. I wish him well. And I know that all of the CSU fans will as well, because he has been, you know, nothing but a class act in his time here in Fort Collins. Same goes for Trey McBride. I wanted to shout him out as well. And let me let me point out that there are plenty of dudes on this team that are stand-up guys and deserve recognition. It's not just these two, but, you know, we were talking about Trey and Warren deserving all-conference recognition, so I'm just kind of going in a little bit deeper with these two. Trey finishes the year, you know, 45 catches, 550 yards, four touchdowns, uh, absolute beast of a run blocker. There's nothing I enjoy more uh, with CSU's offense than watching Warren Jackson uh, run a fade one-on-one against a Mountain West cornerback and them trying to uh, cover it, or on the flip side, watching Trey McBride just absolutely eat someone's lunch, own them, snap after snap after snap. Trey's the kind of dude that is going to block you and tell the whistle and then probably another second or two. Uh, a guy who's he would just be so frustrating to go up against from a defensive perspective because he's just a dude that not only is good at run blocking but legitimately enjoys it and wants you to know that he is a better run blocker than you are a defender. So he's just a really joy, uh, a joy to be around. And that was, you know, it's kind of corny. I said it about him and Warren, but it really is true. They're good dudes. They're great teammates. They're obviously beast. Trey will be an NFL tight end as well. I have pretty much no, I mean, if he stays healthy, I have no doubts about that. Things can change quickly. Uh, this is a, a crazy sport. So, you know, injuries and I would never wish that on anyone. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Uh, knock on wood, don't even want to bring it up. But yeah, if the if these two dudes stay healthy, they're absolutely going to be playing on Sundays. And I really look forward to it because, you know, I could use a, a Warren Jackson jersey or a Trey McBride jersey in, in the league. I already got my Shaq Barrett. I'm uh, going to get a couple of other ones over the years. But these two dudes, great dudes, have represented the university well, had great seasons. Kudos to them. I will have more, you know, postseason thoughts. I'm going to have a couple of articles that come out this week just kind of wrapping up my thoughts on the season, uh, talking about some of the things we learned, some of the guys that did well, and there were quite a few of them. But, yeah, I'll obviously have plenty of basketball to talk about as well. Uh, but after the break, we are going to talk about the fact that it's it's still quiet. It's Monday. We haven't heard anything about Mike Bobo, what I think that means, what the possible scenarios are moving forward, all of that fun stuff. But before that, we got to take a hot second to shout out our partners. It's time to take a second to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Breckenridge is the original Colorado beer established in 1990 in Breckenridge, Colorado. You've probably heard of their delicious vanilla porter, their oatmeal stout, and most people's personal favorite, the world-famous Avalanche, which is their classic American amber ale. But they also recently released a new beer called Strawberry Sky. You guys are going to love it. For you beer enthusiasts out there, they're calling this a light-hearted Kolsch ale. But for those of you that have no idea what that means... This is that light, delicious summer beer that you've been looking for. And let me tell you, nothing sounds better than summer in a can when there's 18 inches of snow in your driveway. My God, my back still hurts from shoveling last week. 
Breckenridge Brewery is the Davidson's Beer and Wine and Spirits Brewery of the Month. Download their app and enjoy a six-pack for only $7.99 all month long. That's right, if you download their app, you can get a six-pack for $7.99 all month long, baby. Speaking of Breckenridge, recently gave my brother some Colorado core over Thanksgiving weekend. He and his girlfriend, they both really enjoyed it. It's one of those just classic ones if you you got someone who's kind of picky, maybe doesn't like IPAs, doesn't like stouts, Colorado core. I love that apple beer, man. Check it out. Uh, that's a genuine endorsement, not even a scheduled read. Let's let's jump into things here. Let's let's talk about the meat. Let's talk about the important stuff. Is Mike Bobo going to be back next season? I know it's it's driving everyone crazy. It's I it's driving me crazy even that we don't know an answer yet. Uh, <laughs> it's tough to, you know, I have all this content that I could go either way with depending on which way uh, Joe Parker ends up going. I'm a little, you know, I'm really surprised that it's Monday evening and we haven't uh, gotten a definitive statement either way when Joe was asked by Kelly Lyle about the validity of the football scoop report, which basically stated that CSU intended on moving on from Mike Boho. He gave no comment, which, you know, no comment can just be no comment, um, Obviously, when you give an answer like that, it opens things up to speculation and, you know, oh, well, what's going on? What are you doing if he's not going to be here? Uh, If he was going to be the coach, why wouldn't you just come out and say, uh, we support Mike 100%. He's going to be back next season. We hope he is. You know, everything that goes along with that. Um, I don't know. It's I didn't expect it to be Monday and for us to still not have an answer either way. Obviously, there's a lot of moving parts with this. We've talked about how complicated his buyout is, and you know, maybe, maybe the the administration is negotiating with Bobo's agent as we speak. Maybe, you know, Bobo's out already looking for another job. It wouldn't surprise me at all if that were the case. If, if let's say Joe were to move on from Mike Bobo, I, I it wouldn't surprise me if Joe were to let Mike go out and basically sell himself and his services to the the SEC be a hired gun to bring in and improve their offense and I'm sure he would be a very hot commodity down there uh, there are a ton of schools that could use his services there you know it's it's pretty much been a Georgia Alabama domination you've seen LSU step up this year obviously but those three schools Florida a little bit AM, but you know South Carolina Ole Miss Mississippi State any of these schools could could use Mike Bobo as an you know, analyst or an offensive coordinator, a quarterback coach, whatever it ends up being. There's always the possibility that Bobo could return to Georgia in some capacity. That's certainly a hot topic on Twitter. It wouldn't be surprising. I mean, Bobo's Georgia, his Georgia roots are as deep as it gets. He bleeds Georgia red. Um, I always think back to that iconic just image of him doing the ESPN analyst stuff when Alabama and Georgia played in the national championship. He was doing one of those studio reaction shows with ESPN with a couple of other coaches. I think David Cutliffe from Duke was there as well. But Tua hits that Hail Mary, and you just 
Mike just heartbreak, defeat in his eyes. I mean, the same kind of look you see when they lose to CU or something like that. So he he obviously loves Georgia. He, he played there. He coached there for years. Would not be surprising if he ended up returning there. I think more likely would be he ends up as an offensive coordinator or something somewhere else. But I also think there's a, a very distinct possibility that he'll end up being back next year. I wrote an article, and I encourage all of you to go and read it about you know, why I believe that CSU needs to make changes. I talked about the obvious things, you know, his record in the rivalry games, but, you know, the main emphasis that I was trying to drive home, the the point that I was really trying to emphasize was he doesn't have the support of the fans. The fans are who end up mattering, you know, more than than me. I I respect Mike. I think there's a, a possibility that he can be a successful head coach. I think he's had a ton of unlucky things happen during his tenure but at the end of the day you know it's a it's a results business Mike Bobo says that all the time this is a results business he hasn't gotten the right results so would I do I think that it would be uh, justifiable for the school to move on yes because he has not lived up to the expectations if I was the one making the decision would I want to have to fire Mike Bobo no I like Mike Bobo a lot I think he's a nice guy I think he's a great dude I also believe that, you know, he is a, a very brilliant offensive mind. I'm not necessarily sold on him being a stellar head coach. I think he's improved a lot over the last couple of years. That's one of the things that I talked about with Brady Hole on the radio today. I think you've seen his decision-making improve um, as a whole. I think back to that, like, crazy quarterback carousel in 2018. We didn't have anything like that in 2019. I think you've seen him learn to adjust on the fly better, but that said, you know, they've just never been a great second half team. And to me, that speaks to lack of halftime adjustments. And so long, long winded point. He's, he, he certainly deserves criticism. So regardless of the fact that I like him and think he's a good dude, think he has the potential to be a successful coach. I think that CSU would be well within their rights to move on from him that said how do they get that money what do they do after that i don't know i don't know where they just get five and a half million dollars that's why i brought up the fact that you know if joe went to mike and was like hey we want to move on from you we're gonna do it after january 1st regardless but we don't want to have to do it that way why don't you go uh you know talk to some of these schools south carolina uh, Ole Miss, whoever it ends up being go get a go get another job and then will announce simultaneously some sort of we agreed to mutual terms you know uh, mike bobo agrees to step down he takes a small check whatever it is two million three million heads on down to the south and lives happily ever after or bobo comes back he has a probably a somewhat successful season next year i really think just given the talent and the improvement that you saw defensively they're they're gonna do better next year also they just have a much more favorable schedule and that should bode well for them in the end but the fact that it's still monday evening and we haven't heard anything is it's pretty stressful and it's it's going to open up a lot of speculation which i've talked about i mean that's basically what we're doing here we're talking about all the all the possible scenarios because there are a million of them this could go so many different ways but the longer that it drags out i think the worse it's going to get. I think it's going to get 
uh, really toxic online. I'm sure the message boards over at Ram Nation are going crazy. I know Twitter has certainly been hot over the last couple of days, but I am I am as interested as anyone to see how this ends up playing out, what Joe decides to do. I don't envy him in this situation. I think it's really difficult, but then again, you know, Joe's the one that ultimately signed him to this contract extension. So he's the he's the one who tied himself to the steel and now he's going to be the one who has to dig himself out of this if he doesn't want it to ultimately be his legacy here at Colorado State. I think he deserves praise for scheduling, the naming rights to Canvas Stadium, all that stuff. I'm not saying that he has been a poor athletic director, but that contract extension was a significant decision. And if they end up having to eat that entire $5.5 million buyout, uh, that's going to be a significant just, you know, asterisk on his resume. It's going to be a, a black mark on it. So what he decides to do is it's going to be huge. So I think to an extent, that's probably why we still don't know yet. There are just so many moving parts, and I'm sure it's a, a complicated decision. But like anyone else, I'm, I'm hoping for answers uh, soon. I imagine we'll know. Well, I would hope at least that we'll have a definitive answer one way or the other, whether it's a some sort of announcement of support for Bobo or, you know, the news that he's stepping down. I I'm, hope that we have that within the week, but we will see. I'm certainly texting as many people as I can trying to get the scoop. We'll say this, kudos to CSU. It seems to be on lockdown. Nobody seems to have any legitimate information and that's kind of what makes me skeptical of the football scoop report, if we're being honest. The fact that, you know, nobody else has heard anything. How does this dude get the information? I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm not saying that they're full of it. But, you know, as Terry Fry pointed out on Twitter, there is the possibility that they just kind of took an educated guess and and ran with it. And I think that happens quite a bit. I think it's disappointing. I think it's distasteful. I think it's just not... I don't know, not a, not not the way I would want to operate. But at the end of the day, a lot of these sites, they're just really going for retweets and for, for ex- momentary exposure. They don't really care that much about their reputation. That said, you know, as I brought up before, Football Scoop, they've been right about things in the past very frequently. They they talk about a lot of different things and they've got a lot of different people. So there is there is the possibility that it was a legitimate report. But the longer that this goes on, the the less likely that that seems. I just have a hard time believing that somebody with no connections to the program is the one that ends up breaking this open. But who knows? You know, you never know. And you certainly can't overlook anyone. So we'll see. If they are right, kudos to them. If they're wrong, they'll take some heat. I don't think they'll care that much if we're being honest because that's the thing about some of these outside sites. There's really no risk for them. They can come out. They can publish something like that even if it's untrue. And if it's not, whatever, they don't have anybody that has to come and face the music. If it was someone like, you know, Kevin Lytle, Eddie Herz, or myself, uh, obviously we would, you know, have to answer the bell for putting something like that out there. But I I don't have any inside information at this point regarding Bobo's future. I've certainly tried to get it. I will continue trying to get it. But it's going to be interesting. The next couple of days are really going to be huge for defining the the legacy of Joe Parker and really just kind of setting the course for the future of the program over the next couple of years. So I'm excited to see how it plays out. I'm sure you guys are all going to be relieved when you have an answer either way. But tomorrow we're going to be talking hoops. I'm joining a San Diego State podcast tonight to talk 
some basketball. Huge game coming up at Moby on Wednesday. Uh, the Rams currently riding a three-game winning streak. A uh, ton to talk about. They've just really flashed as a team. A lot of different guys uh, giving, giving me reason to believe that my preseason prediction that this team was going to be a lot better than everyone around the league thought. I'm I'm feeling more and more confident about that by the week. Uh, I think some of the other writers around the league, I know Jeff Grammer gave a nod to CSU the other day. Uh, you know, Jeff's a great dude, great basketball reporter, uh, but hey, I'd love to be right about this one or more right than him, whatever, however you want to phrase it. Uh, he's right about everything all the time. He's a legend, so that would just be a cool moment, uh, but it's really not about that. Um, you know, I'm really excited to see what this team can do. It's so weird that they're playing conference games in December, but it's just, you know, with the scheduling, they didn't really have a choice. They had to move up the Mountain West Tournament a week uh, to make it more affordable for the fans to come. I understand that. I just kind of hate the thought of playing games that matter this much uh, in December, but I'm, you know, it's, it's, they've played enough games that I don't really think the coaches have a ton of reason to gripe. I mean, you're at this point, you know, nine, 10 games in the season, 11, depending on how many you played, you know, you, you, you have enough games, you have enough film at this point to really understand what you do well, what you don't, but I'm just so used to the, the old way of things, but Anyways, a couple of big conference games this week with San Diego State. I'll have a preview, written preview that comes out about that tomorrow. Also going to talk about it on the podcast. Boise State coming up this Saturday. CSU Volleyball uh, does not host in the NCAA tournament. They will play South Carolina and Seattle. Bunch of nonsense, bunch of bogus crap. But, hey, they use an antiquated system to decide their their tournament, and that's how it works. I get that the Mountain West is... Not a strong league, but I think any team that wins 28 matches in a row and has, you know, top 10 attendance year in and year out, you would want a team like them to host uh, just logically. But hey, what do I know? I'm just a sports reporter. We will be back on Tuesday talking hoops. Hope everybody's staying warm. Hope everybody had a great holiday weekend, enjoyed their Thanksgiving, all that fun stuff. I appreciate you. Uh, it's Black Friday or Cyber Monday. Still, uh, it's, I know you, some of you might miss this. You might not listen until Tuesday, but we do have a Cyber Monday deal going on. If you subscribe, you can get two things from our locker room. Normally, you just get a T-shirt. Now, you can get two T-shirts or a T-shirt and a hat. Uh, so, great time to subscribe. You get access to everything we're doing. Had some really awesome Broncos content after uh, Drew Locke's first start on Sunday from our guys Zach Stevens, Andrew Mason, Ryan Cohensberg. Highly recommend you check all that out. Just one of the many reasons you should be a subscriber. LeBron and the Lakers are coming to town. Our Nuggets crew kills it. Uh, we have the best Nuggets coverage in town by far. Not even a discussion. Um, I mean, everyone else is in a different league as far as my opinion goes. But definitely subscribe. We do a lot of cool stuff. I think, you know, we're, we're a company for the, the local community. We're all from this. Well, we're not all from this community, but we live in this community and it is a part of us we all love sports so if you like what we do if you think what what we're doing is cool you know give us a give us a subscription give us a shot i don't think that you will regret it you got the christmas season coming up a holiday season i should say uh you know if you want to get your friend or a loved one a gift why don't you get them a dnvr subscription and a dope new die hard nugget shirt or a dope new defend the fort csu shirt you know, it's it's December. I was pushing those Rams shirts pretty hard in August. Now you're going to need one for Moby Arena, so... 
grab a shirt, grab a subscription, support our work. I appreciate all of you. Have a great night. Have a great day. Much love. Scummy like Martin Scarelli Turn jam into jelly Then drink it like juice But water's the truth So I sip on that too Skinny looking kid With no car keys Like the only thing I drive Is RCRV He's got the stash Like Steve Harvey Oh I'm gnarly